0: Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of TCK's Premier League podcast. I'm Sebastian Norin, and with me, as always, Paulie Pastel and Elliot Niblock. We're gonna go through all the action from Match Day Four, and uh, as you might have noticed, if you've been on the site, me and Paulie, we went on right after the Manchester derby because we had we were, up, we were up in arms a little and yeah. I had a lot. It to was say. an emergency there. session. Yeah, emergency God. session. Exactly. You can check out that podcast; it's already up. Yes. I spoke for a while. That's called a plug. Big old plug. So let's start Big with that game, game, though. Uh, now that you had some time to reflect on it, Polly, are you still having the same feelings as you had after we spoke after the game?
1: Yeah, I still think that they uh, that City were not necessarily that City are not necessarily a much better team than us. I think they were the better team than us. Um, uh, there were a couple of things I saw out of Jose Mourinho that I liked, and a couple of things that I didn't like. In terms of after the game, um, I saw – let's you know what? Let's get Elliot's thoughts on this one first.
2: Um, we, are, the... we already
1: heard me speak for 45 minutes. <laughs> Another plug. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I would agree with what you said. I mean, I think that it was obviously as, you know, I don't have the red devil blood that you guys do, but from a neutral or more neutral point of view, I mean, I thought it was a great game. I think that it was. Well, we
1: agreed on that.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and I think that that yeah, city city were the better were the better team on Saturday, but I also think that you know both teams showed that they're they're legitimate title challengers. You know, on either side, um, I I think that maybe. It, it it could have been it could have been so many more goals, right? And I, I don't think that there are many Man U supporters who are gonna take heart in the fact that, you know, it wasn't a 3-1-4-1 defeat. Mm. But it could have been. But then again, you know, United had their own other chances. So
1: easily could have been that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I I think that it's it's disappointing to play your crosstown rivals at home and not take a single point from the match. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't an embarrassment. It doesn't decide the title. And, like, yeah, I think that City just were the better team on Saturday. But, you know, we'll see who's the better team when they go to the Etihad later this season.
0: Yeah, Elliot, me and Paulie, we were saying that, you know, Mourinho got his tactical decisions to start the game wrong. You know, having just the two central midfielders and then starting Mkhitaryan and Lingard on the wings... Is that something you would agree with, or would you you would have lined up the same way if you were Mourinho?
2: Yeah, no, that's something I would agree with, and I I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he said that he had some regrets about the squad selection and the aftermath of the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yes,
1: oh. he did. That was what I was going to say. Is um, I I saw somewhere where he said he did not get. It. Tactically, he didn't get it wrong, but I also saw somewhere else where he said he did regret some of the squad selection. It's like, dude, pick one. Because well, this is classic Jose to...
2: Mourinho, though. It's like I, yeah. you know, talking out mean, of both sides of like his mouth.
1: Taking some of the blame, a little yeah. bit, but I'll keep going, Elliot. And I'll finish that thought later.
2: Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've essentially said my piece on this match. I, like, it's it's disappointing you... from a United point of view. It's great from a neutral point of view, but. It's certainly, you know, it isn't the the doomsayers for Manchester United are all full of hot air because this game doesn't, you know, it, it is an important six-pointer in the overall picture of the title race, but it does not by any means begin to decide it. And, you know, it gives City, obviously, a numerical advantage just based on the table, right? They're alone right, You the also table. Play,
1: you also play them again, so it could yes. even help.
2: Yeah, I mean you, we have 34 games left to play this season. So
1: you went radio silent and watched this game later, right?
2: Yeah, I well, no, I found out I found out the uh, the result and then watched you know large sections of it and then also the extended highlights. So I mean, I, I yeah, woke I, up I, and immediately. It was all over the internet. It was just like ah, well, so much for that.
1: I thought about. It. I'm not a fan of your move. I was I was not a fan of you sleeping through this game. <laughs> oh my gosh,
2: I was I was not about to wake up at 5:30 a.m.
1: <laughs> you know what? When you know what? The last time that the North London Derby was played, I was in Colorado and I woke up at 5:30 in the morning to watch that game because I respect the other teams' derbies as much as I respect my own.
2: Well, I I was drinking and dancing till 3, so the mm-hmm. only real option I would have had would have been to stay just up. stay out all night. Yeah. Yeah, I love Missoula, but is not New York City. The bars aren't open until 4. Oh, there you go. Um,
1: so, yeah, I again, I, there's some things, you know, Jose Mourinho kind of taking the blame there by saying, maybe I got my squad. I have some regrets about, about the squad. Also being the arrogant prick that he is, he said, no, I didn't get my tactics wrong. You did, Jose. Um, I didn't like the fact that he called out his players' individual in the media. Like, this was – yeah, I guess what people were hoping wasn't gonna happen, but I mean anybody with a with a brain that sees the way that you that the guy is knows that this was gonna happen. Like insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Well, you know, Jose Marino's been with four or five teams and he's done the same thing every time. I don't understand why you thought at Manchester United it was going to be different. But come on, Jose, like you could go out there and say your players let you down. You can go out there and say some of our players weren't that good and I might not select them against Feyenoord on, on Thursday. We know you're talking about Lingard and Mkhitaryan. It's okay. Like You don't need to address them by name in the media. We know who you're talking about. We know that like Zlatan's not going to play against Feyenoord just because it's Europa Like We know you're going to make changes for the Europa League. It's the goddamn Europa League. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go out and name players by name.
0: Well, he said that Rashford's starting.
1: Yeah, he did. Thank God.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you there, Pauli. I mean, that that is just the way Mourinho is. But you've been following Mikitarian in Germany. And, you know, he didn't have, you know, instant success in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, does his... he know, had a,
1: It took him a year, which is yeah. why I was a little bit skeptical about the move to begin with. But so, I'll tell you, like last year, I followed a player named Mikitarian in, in Germany. I don't know... That was not the same player that I saw yesterday or on Saturday. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Granted, the managerial situations are very different, but that's not altogether different from one on Helm Di Maria coming over from Spain, right?
1: No, yeah. this was different. Like Di Maria was just—it was like Louis Van Hall said, "All right, I'm going to put you on the field, but also I'm going to I'm going to shackle you to this to this chain, and you have to play this way." Mkhitaryan was just bad. He was just bad. <laughs> this this had nothing to do with. With tactics or Jose Mourinho, he was just bad. And it's like, and I said this to Seb on Saturday. I didn't like the fact that he didn't really try to play defense at all. He didn't run after people. He didn't, uh, he didn't close down anyone. And, like what I said, and this is what I say to, to people when I play sports, talent is one thing, you know, some people just don't have as much talent as the other thing, as, as, as other people, you can't really control that. What you can control is the effort that you give and working hard and it didn't look like he was working hard. Yeah.
0: And that's how Kim Shellstrom ended up at Arsenal. Sure. <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on and talk about Arsenal. They squeaked out a two to one win over Southampton. Santi Carsorla with the game-winning goal in that one, deep into stoppage time from the penalty spot. Um, yeah, you're
1: welcome, Elliot. By yeah. the way, you are welcome. That one's all me.
0: Yeah, we were...
1: How was this one all you, Paulie? We were about to record, and the Arsenal game was on. And I said, Arsenal are being Arsenal, and they're just you know playing flat and not really. They're trying to score, but they're not really trying to score. So they're so they're they're just going to end up drawing this game, and then I said, now watch, that means they're going to score a winner.
0: And they did. Yeah, so first off, Southampton, they took the lead. Uh, Dusan Tadic had a free kick go off the bar and then bounced off of Peter Cech and in, so it was deemed to be an own goal by the Arsenal netminder.
2: And that was a little harsh because Check actually palmed that ball up onto the bar, yeah. so he did, I mean, he made a incredible effort to get a hand to it. And then then he backed it into the goal. Well, yeah, but I mean, there was absolutely nothing he could do. So, I mean, he, he made a great effort to stop the shot, but it was, it was unlucky on his part. What if he wouldn't,
0: what if he wasn't wearing that headgear? (laughs) Then it (laughs) might not have gone in.
1: I don't think that that had any, anything to do I with it. I
0: don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And then, remember
1: when Arsenal signed him and said he was the missing piece to their title-winning team? Yes. I remember yeah, that.
2: Although I, I do think that he you know, saved us some points last season, which, thanks to Tottenham's epic collapse, ended up being enough for our best finish in several years. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's an upgrade over uh, Wojtek Vojny. Yeah. he, that he he's, is. Absolutely. He's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Koscielny scored an incredible goal in the 29th minute to tie things up. A very nice bicycle kick. I did not know that he had that in him.
2: Honestly, neither did I. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, and then that penalty deep into stoppage time, uh, Jose Fonte pulled Giroud's shirt, and it was deemed to be a penalty. Apparently, Giroud... Giroud pulled first. Giroud apparently asked Fonte who committed the foul. Um, (laughs) But it, it was deemed that Fonte... Pulled Giroud and then Casorla scored from the penalty spot. So three points to the Arsenal. You just got to be happy but, to pick up the win, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, but this was a game that Santi Cazorla was deservedly the penalty taker at the end because he bossed this game from front to back. And the, the problem is his, his class is, you know, unquestionable. But Mesut Ozil goes missing in games sometimes, and this was a classic example of that. He, Kazorla looked phenomenal from the first whistle to the last, and Ozil looked asleep at least half of the time. And uh, you know his, his talent is immense, but it's so it's so frustrating when a player of his quality just is com- you know almost completely anonymous. And it was Kazorla, not Ozil, pulling the strings throughout this match um I mean I again it was a little unlucky the way Southampton's goal went in but you can't say that it was undeserved on the balance of play um Arsenal are very lucky to come out with three points at the end of this match
0: yeah yeah I mean Casola he is is
1: that a recording or are we just replaying what Elliot said after last week and the week before
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I feel like you know Keshtov. Like he's shown before, when he's healthy, he's really really good. And Paulie, you were flagging for this right before the season started that you know Otsil and after a big international tournament, Otsil is not the same person.
1: Yeah, but then he scored in his first game back. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, I'm. I think I'm, I threw that theory out.
2: Yeah, I don't think that it is causally related to the European Championships. I think it's fundamental to Urzel himself that he can just uh, he can just be switched off sometimes and I don't think that it's a lack of passion for the game I don't I don't know what it is I don't think he knows what it is but he he can just be totally anonymous sometimes and it's an issue that we've seen since he arrived in the Premier League and I think that his first season I was a little more willing to write it off as growing pains intrinsic to getting used to the premier league, but you know, I'm I'm coming to suspect that it's just that he, his ceiling is extremely high, but it turns out that his basement is pretty low too. And, you know, he just is not the paragon of consistency that you would like to see with, you know, one of your first names on the team sheet, but that's just, that's unfortunately not the player he is. Yeah.
0: Before we
1: move on, I want to just bring this up. So, Elliot, uh, you and I, we're going to have to do a better job of making sure Seb brings this up, I guess, at the top of the show or at some point in the show. And I understand why Seb skips this every week. But what's the point in keeping track of how many games we get right if we don't bring it up and, you know, like Seb falls behind in the standings week after week after
0: week? Yeah, no, that's (laughs) totally why I don't say anything. (laughs) Another...
1: Another week where he just falls miserably behind. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: and
1: Paulie, you
0: got this one on the nose.
1: I did, I did.
0: Yeah, I'm 16 points behind already. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of games left
2: to be played. Plus, you know, in this, it's not just 34 games left to be played. It's every single
0: game left to be picked, so. True.
1: And the scores, which is really how me and Elliot blow you away.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't even. Well,
1: Although you to... got
2: you did you got uh, uh, Tottenham on the nose this week, right,
0: Sub? Yes. Oh. That is it.
1: <laughs> no, you got another one. You got you got a uh, you got you picked Arsenal to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, I picked Arsenal to win, but yeah. Oh well, oh well. Uh, yeah, my fantasy team not doing that great either. I haven't even checked mine. I forget to set my lineup. But luckily, I still had Slotin as my captain, and he scored. So, that's always something, right? Uh, Moving
1: on to that game, Seb did pick right.
0: Yes, Tottenham spanking Stoke for nothing. son uh, Min uh, two goals, and Deli Ali found the back of the net, and so did Harry Kane with his first goal of the season. So, uh, are we going to expect Kane to start kicking things off here now and really get going? I mean, the last time
1: Tottenham played well was also Stoke away. So, And then after that, they collapsed at the end of the season, and then they started slowly this season. So let me see them do it next week, and then I'll, I'll start getting behind them. But the good news for them is Moussa Dembele comes back from like the world's longest suspension ever. Um, that wasn't Eric Cantona. Um, so hopefully Tottenham can get things into gear when he comes back.
0: I mean, if you look at it on paper, they I feel like they have a, a really strong side and they, yeah. they should be doing well, a lot better.
1: For the last two years, over the last two years, United had a really strong side also and the numbers, went, and when Michael Carrick played, they won. And when he didn't play, they didn't win, despite yeah. the fact they had other good midfielders. It's the same thing with Tottenham. When Dembele played last year, they lost one time. And I think they won one time with, without him. Some Some people, you just the guys, the linchpin in the squad. And you hope that Wanyama could do what Dembele did, but I think they're better off with Dyer and Dembele in there.
0: Yeah. I would go with Dembele before I go Vanyama, but I, I still feel like Vanyama adds some good depth to that squad. That's for sure.
1: adds yeah, depth, but for some reason they, they can't, they, you know, now they've turned the table and maybe now they could build on this, but right now the numbers are still not great without Dembele. Mm-hmm. Although I do did, I didn't like son pretty much writing down every popular dance move over the last 18 months and being like, "Oh, I'll use that the next time I score." And <laughs>
0: it, it just came up 18 months later. Yeah, well, he had a lot of time to think, right? So, yeah, exactly. two two goals for the South Korean. You know, they expected I think they expected a little bit more from him when they signed him and maybe he's, you know, starting to find his way in the Premier League I now. I think
1: they marginalized him last year. When he when he came into the team and he didn't really play the first couple of games. He came on as a sub a bit. Mm-hmm. And then he, when he started to play, that's when Harry Kane took off because Son used, would open up space for Harry Kane. And uh, so Kane was really the beneficiary of Son. But then Delhi Ali started playing so well, they moved Ali up to the 10, which pushed Son either out wide or onto the bench. And he kind of got marginalized because Delhi Ali kind of took his spot.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like Sun can do a good job on the left, though. If anything, I feel like if, if you're going to play Ali as yes, the 10, that hampers Christian Eriksen a bit. It does. I, think, I feel it like Eriksen is definitely better playing as the 10.
1: Yes. It pushed him out wide. But it's
0: a luxury problem, you know?
1: It's a luxury yeah, it problem. Is, uh, it's a luxury problem if you have people that can play out on like if if you push Christian Eriksen out on the left and he's ineffective there, it's no longer a luxury problem. It's it's now hurting the team. Yeah. Yeah. You, you either, you're either you're either hurting the team by not having a good left winger or or you're you know you have Christian Eriksen and you have to leave him out of your squad because he can't play out there.
0: Yep. Yeah. Eric Lamella started this one on the bench. For Spurs came in later on. Uh, Stoke, yeah, hopeless, hopeless Stoke. Really, uh, down at the bottom <laughs> of the table, uh, not looking pretty. Shea Given, you know, yeah, they need Butlin back so bad.
1: I, didn't, I mean, it's Shea Given's barely even alive still,
0: and yet he's still playing
1: Premier League games. Yeah.
0: Well, that was ha- yeah. I mean, because Butlin is out and Hoggard is out. So you got to go with Given. Yeah. If you're going to start Shea Given, you might
1: as well be starting Peter Crouch. <laughs> uh,
2: which they have done already this season.
1: <laughs> Nothing like trying to win games in 2005 in the year
2: 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's their problem is they just need a time machine. Or maybe they have one and they've been confused by it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see if uh, Wolford Boney can get score in here for Stoke soon because they desperately need it. Um, let's move on to the Watford game. They defeated West Ham 4-2 after being down 2-0. Uh, strong comeback yeah. there from the Hornets.
2: You know what th- you know what this one was speaking of dance hot takes boy this was this was lost when after the first goal Antonio did the worm mm-hmm. and then just cursed just cursed West Ham from then on out Yeah but
1: Dimitri Pyatt's assist on the second oh. one oh, that's dirty that, that was
2: out. so dirty Oh you my Can't God.
1: say they got cursed and then like 5 <laughs> minutes later Dimitri Pyatt pulls that out of his out of his bag of tricks.
2: And it was it was the the long game curse. It took a while to come back. To play. I,
1: like Watford should have walked off the field and been like, "That's it, we lost." After that, after that goal, for some reason, West Ham did. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So Antonio scored both goals for West Ham on assist by Paye. The second one, last you two alluded to, was pretty nice. Uh, Rabona cross from Paye. Nice. It is, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see a better assist all season long, honestly. Uh, Odio pulled one back in the 41st minute, and then Troy Deeney tied things up right before halftime. That, um,
2: that Troy Deeney goal was beautifully taken, but it was also just like
0: yeah, what like what horror,
2: the... horror show defending.
0: Yeah, uh, Collins what... did not have a good game. Ugh. He had the deflection on the Galo goal and then the miscommunication with Adrian on the second one. So, yeah, not a good one for him. Etienne Capoue gave Watford the lead and then Jose Olebas also scored for Watford. Uh, Much-needed win for Watford uh, as they climb up the table a bit. They're now in 10th, the first win of the season. So, good on them. Uh, West Ham, yeah. Um, What's up with West Ham?
2: I mean, I think that on the one hand, all of us predicted that the return of Dimitri Payet would be a game changer for West Ham. And in part it was, but they just, I mean, I think that they betrayed that they have a lot of other stuff to sort out, Mm -hmm. you know. And especially that second Troy Dini goal is just, you know, it was, that was defending that would make even Arsenal embarrassed.
1: They've also lost their home field advantage.
2: Yes. Well, yeah, they've lost their home field.
1: Well, they have a home field. It's just new and different, and not as
0: advantagey. <laughs> y Please do elaborate on this word.
1: Do elaborate on this word. I woke up at two in the morning today. Yeah. So advantageous is out of the lexicon. Yeah. Advantagey. Oh yeah, yeah No, yeah, it would have taken bench. it would have taken my brain a while to get there.
0: Yeah. But I mean, look, looking though at the back four that started this game for West Ham, you had Winston Reed. Uh, Sam Byram, James Collins, and Arthur Masuaku. I mean, that's... I don't feel like that's a back four if you're going to be competing for a top six finish.
2: No. I I agree with
0: that. And yeah, Collins had a real shocker there with his, him and his bald head and his ginger beard. <laughs> man, oh man, is that ugly. Uh, Crystal Palace, they took a 2-1 win over Middlesbrough. Uh, we got news that their left back uh, Suake was in a car accident um, on Sunday and was taken to hospital in London. Uh, hopefully he will be all right. He sustained injuries to his thigh and his jawbone and is um, going to be in hospital for a while here receiving treatment. So uh, our thoughts go out to him and his family, of course. Uh, looking at the game, though, Crystal Palace, they got their first win of the season. Christian Benteke scored in the 16th minute. Uh, Daniel Ayala tied things up for Middlesbrough in the 30th minute. And then Wilfred Saha, who also had the assist on the first goal, scored the winner in the 47th minute. Uh, Alan Pardew has come out and said that it would take a bid of 50 million pounds for Palace to consider selling Saha. Is he worth that much money, Polly?
1: No. Also, we know that they're full of crap because they've sold him for less before. <laughs> yeah, but this time around. This time around he's not nearly as hot a commodity as he was the first time around.
2: Yeah, although there's more money in the Premier League this time
1: around. Yeah, but the first time around the guy was playing in the championship and got called into the England squad. Like Yeah. Uh, now everybody's just like, oh screw that guy.
0: I feel like he's shown that he's a solid Premier League player.
1: Yeah, but but the fir- that's what he is. He's a solid Premier League player. Like you know, like yeah. when when Arsenal, I I'm sorry, Elliot. Like like I I don't mean to use this example in a in a negative way, but like when Arsenal bought Danny Welbeck, they knew exactly what they were getting in Danny Welbeck. Yeah. As opposed to five years earlier, when United kept sending him out alone, they were like, we're gonna have an unbelievable striker on our hands. You know, three years ago when United bought Wilfred Zaha, it was like this guy's supposed to be one of the best players in England. It's gonna yeah. be a a fixture on the England team. Now, when you buy him, you're you're getting a solid Premier League player, and you know what you're getting. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to stand out in a United team, too, though. We never even got the, the chance to stand
1: no. out in the United team.
0: No. So I mean, he, he's whether a... that
1: was whether that was because of ability or the rumors that he was banging Moyes' daughter were true. I don't know, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's not. It even, could be both. It could yeah, be both. Yeah, let's not 15, even touch that he one. He was
1: really good, and by FIFA 15, he was not so good. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at the lineup, though, I feel like Crystal Palace—they have a pretty solid, you know, front four there with Zaha, Punchin Townsend, and Benteke. That that on paper that should work, right?
1: Games aren't played on paper, Sebastian.
0: Yeah, I know that much. <laughs> but I'm surprised that they've been this poor to start the season. I'm not. I don't know. We'll see. They got Yohan Kabaya coming back here soon, hopefully. Uh, he does mean a lot to this team as well. Uh, on the other hand, Middlesbrough, I mean, I don't feel like it's the end of the world. They're newcomers, although they would like to get points at home, of course. Um, yeah, did you guys watch a lot of this game or No. 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 No, just
2: got the
1: highlights. If by a lot you mean more than like a second? No.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be fine males, bro. I don't think they have to worry about relegation. Burnley Well, I th- I think yes. they've got to worry
2: about it, but I think that they'll avoid the drop.
1: Yeah. Burnley, both these teams have to worry about it. They're both gonna be there, whether or not they both get relegated. It's something that it has to be in the back of both their minds.
0: Burnley and Hull played a 1-1 draw. Uh, Steven Defer gave Burnley the lead, 72nd minute. And then Robert Snodgrass, who's had a pretty good couple of weeks here, scored the equalizer in stoppage time with a good free kick. So Snodgrass in fine form for Hull, and they'll need that if they're going to avoid Club and country. Club and country, yes. He had a hat-trick for Scotland against Malta.
1: Yeah, this was a pretty.
0: Pretty sure I could score a hat trick against Malta.
1: I'm, all right. First of all, I'm pretty sure you can't. That's one thing.
0: <laughs> oh, give me three number free, free is, kicks.
1: Number two is, I'm all right. I'm gonna double down on that and say I'm pretty sure you can't, even with the free kicks. Um, two is very predictable result. <laughs> Burnley and Hull can draw each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then, Did we all
1: get that one right?
0: No. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. no. Hey,
1: very predictable result. Yeah. Only Elliot picked the 1-1 one, one draw. Huh? Yeah. I picked a low-scoring draw. I, I a low scoring draw. <laughs> then there's a, a crying Swedishman over there.
0: Yep, I thought Hull was going to pull it out. Um, Bournemouth, they took a 1-0 win over West Brom. Uh, West Brom tried to bore them to death, but Callum Wilson found a way with the lone goal in the 79th minute. Yeah,
2: they that was a game that... Uh, Look like Bournemouth were the better team from beginning to end. They had a deserved three points there, I think. Yes.
0: Very much so. And uh, Jack Wilshire made his Bournemouth debut coming off the bench in the 63rd oh I like beat. Eddie Howe
1: putting him in his place and starting him on the bench in this game.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that that's probably you walk, it. You don't saunter into Bournemouth and just think that you're going to walk into the starting 11, even though, uh, newsflash, Eddie Howe, he should have. <laughs> like, <laughs> well you know got some minutes. They want don't, the game. don't tell me that he's like not match fit because like he played some minutes for Arsenal earlier in the year he played in that ridiculous friendly when they somehow convinced AC Milan to come to the Vitality Stadium for yeah. uh, friendly during an international break he played in that so the guy's got minutes anyhow just a power move
0: Yeah. well it worked out they took the win there and their first of the season then in the late game, Liverpool spanked Leicester 4-1. to uh, We've talked about bipolar Liverpool before. And, uh, yeah, today they had a good day. Or yesterday they had a good day. Um, or, I mean, Saturday they had a good day. Ugh, I'm tired, too. Um, yeah, they went up 2-0 goals by Firmino and Mane. And then Lucas had a brain fart and gave Jimmy Vardy the ball. And it was 2-1. to That was horrendous, by the way. That was so, so bad. Apparently, it shouldn't technically have been a goal because Okisaki went through the penalty area before the ball came from Minule to Lucas, but whatever. It was horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Adam Lalana restored the two-goal lead with a thunderous drive in the 56th minute, and then Firmino got his second just a minute from full time. So, yeah, I mean, where do we put Liverpool? I feel like they're either really, really good or they lose to Burnley.
1: Well, that's Liverpool. Uh, my, I, my friend was saying to me on Saturday, he's like, I'm, I'm very confused about what this Liverpool team is. And I was like, it's not confusing. Their manager is Jurgen Klopp. They, they play a German style uh, where they press. They, really, they go for it. They attack, which means they're going to score goals. Uh, when they lose the ball, they press to try to get it back, which means they're going to be vulnerable and opened up at the back, and they're going to concede goals. And they're not good enough to play that to play that style and succeed at it week in week out the way Dortmund were in 2011, 2012, 2013. They're just not good enough to do that. But that's you know they play they play the way German teams do, which is why watching the Bundesliga is fun because that's how all the teams play. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand. Like they were so bad, and I was like, all right. Like Lester, does Lester suck? And I was like, they shouldn't suck this much. Like I understand, I understand that when Jamie Vardy has a drop off in goals this year, that's gonna happen. He should have a drop off in goals. Riyad Mahrez is still really good. Like how is he? Like how did he not take James Milner and just own him?
2: Paulie, yeah. I've got some bad news for you at the end of this game, which is that you doesn't look like you added up the score predictions correctly. Because I picked Liverpool to win this game, which means that I've got a one point edge in the standings now. Ooh. You're right,
1: and it's not that I it's not that I didn't add them up correctly after the game. It's that I added them up during this game, and ah, I never looked gotcha. back afterwards.
0: Yeah. So you Fair. and
1: Seb got points.
0: Sweet. Yeah. I'm only down by fifteen.
2: Well, uh
1: well, you're still down yeah. by 16.
0: Oh. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by 15 to pull at least. Um, and there's still yeah, one well, game we played.
1: Yeah, when Everton win 2-1, you'll be down by a lot more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are recording this on Monday, so we uh, don't know the result of this Sunderland-Everton game quite yet.
1: Yeah, but I, mean, I have it's... a feeling it'll be 2-1 to Everton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: yeah we'll see what happens based but,
1: on what you and Elliot would have to say about
0: yeah it. so wh- what's the problem with Leicester though is it just too many new players coming in and it hasn't really gelled or they're hungover from winning the championship
2: well god and Kasper Schmeichel like what on earth was he doing for that fourth goal like it I they 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 do look a totally different team and I, I think that a lot of it I um, agree a lot of it is down to the absence of N'Golo Kante in the center of the park, but they just don't look like they're, they just look like a shadow of them their former selves. Um, I mean, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that they're going to be in 16th place for the majority of this campaign, but I do fear that kind of mid-table obscurity is their destiny in this season, just Mm -hmm. based on what we've seen from them so far. Now that said, it could be that they become firmly ensconced in the middle of the table and then say, Hey, okay, we'll make a run at the champions league and see how we do there, which will be fun to watch. But, you know, I mean, we've talked about their place in the champions league on this show before, and we'll get more into that later today. But I mean, they've got a chance with that group to at least progress to the knockout rounds, but they've, I mean, they've got to put it together together certainly better than they did at Anfield at the weekends because they did not look like the champions of England. We saw in the last campaign.
0: No, they got yeah, those fancy more... cars and now they're all just like, whatever. I need
1: time to figure this out. Cause like it's like, again, like they looked bad and yeah. And goal Conte might be a much bigger issue than we thought he might be. We thought maybe they'd be able to replace him, but, or at least, you know, plug the hole. But like, they just—they're so—they looked awful. They looked like terrible, and it's—you know—like Riyad Mahrez should not have forgotten how to play soccer. And yeah. they brought in some other really good players, and maybe they need some time to acclimate in the system. But for most of them, it just looks like they forgot how to play.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's strange. It really is. It really is. I'm
2: gonna... then... Oh right! Cause you have to keep clicking, like. Yes, exactly. On.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Then on Sunday. We saw Swansea and Chelsea play a 2-2 draw at the Liberty Stadium. Diego Costa with a pair of goals for Chelsea. The second one was a very nice bicycle kick. Uh, Elliot, was it as nice as Koscielny's?
2: No, in in fact, it was nicer, but with the asterisk that he's not a central defender, uh, Koscielny still gets the best bicycle kick of the weekend. But, you know, Costa's was... Higher in the air, further extension, more pace on the ball. You know, objectively, it was a better goal. But Lauren Koscielny, man. Lauren
0: Koscielny. Yeah. Uh,
2: and, but at the same time, you know, uh, they were both important equalizing goals. And Costa really saved the Blues' bacon in this match from dropping all three points.
0: Yeah. Is it another game where Costa should have been sent off before? That's what I was about to ask.
1: Goal? Like, what? Like that first half. Didn't he, like, kill a guy from behind? <laughs> Wait.
2: Conte is just like, well, you just you just have to you have to let Diego Costa play his brand of football. Yeah. Like, well, it's... his brand of football what? is liable to get people put in the hospital.
1: How does this, how does this keep happening? Yeah.
0: Like yeah, this he... would
1: be like this would be like uh if if the if FIFA just didn't suspend Suarez after he bit people because they're just like, well, I get, it's just something that he does. Yeah. Like, you have to ignore it and concentrate on the beautiful things that he does.
0: Yeah, he picked up like, a yellow card in the 41st minute, and then he had a couple of situations throughout the game where you could argue that he deserved another one. Um, yeah, Swansea, they swung this around here. Uh, 59th minute, Gilfie Sigurdsson scored from the penalty spot after Courtois had brought him down. Um <laughs> You know, it was a penalty and a yellow card. I I feel like that was sufficient enough. I don't think Courtois should have been sent off for that one. Then Leroy Fair scored the go-ahead goal for Swansea after nipping at the heels of Gary Cahill, who was furious after the game and thought he deserved a free kick on that play. And I agree with him. I think that Fair kicked him twice without really getting to the ball and then uh, snatched the ball and went off to the races, scored one-on-one with Courtois. And then Costa got the equalizer in the 81st minute. So looking at Kaya's comments, um, apparently he won't face any disciplinary action from the FA. You know who will face a disciplinary action? Who? Uh, I'll give
1: you one guess because it's the other person besides Diego Costa who seems to not be able to keep his elbows to himself. Hmm. Not in this game.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, is it a person with a very poofy hair?
1: It is a person with very poofy hair (laughs) who elbowed Alexander Kolarov in the face and knocked the tooth out. Yes.
0: Are you serious? Yeah, some very nice photos of Kolarov after the game.
1: That is under consideration right now, but I'm going to go ahead and say that's a three-match ban.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fellini has a knack to elbow people, that's for sure. Well, when you
1: put him in the midfield bully role, you can't blame him for bullying.
0: No. But still, you gotta have a little yeah. bit better control of your elbows. When it's happening, well, time after time again.
1: Sometimes, like at least he gets sent off when he does stupid things. Sometimes this time, obviously the ref didn't see it, but a lot of times the ref sees when Diego Costa is acting like a prick.
0: Yeah, was it Fellini that cut open Altamendi too?
1: Uh, I think I, that was bai. Oh,
0: Okay, because I saw Altamendi started bleeding.
1: Wasn't that uh, right after Baye took him out when uh, on what should have been a penalty? I might
0: have been. But, yeah, uh, Lucas Fabianski did a couple of great saves there for Swansea. Uh, they get a much-needed point. Chelsea dropped two important points at the top of the table. So, right now, ahead of that Everton game, we got Manchester City at the top, still perfect, 12 points. Chelsea second with 10 points, and Manchester United in third with 9 points.
1: The standings right now are crucial.
0: Yes, the- Exactly. Might as well give a little nice roundup of things here. With that, we're gonna head over to the Champions League. Things kick off on Tuesday. We're just gonna talk about the English side. So let's start off with PSG taking on Arsenal. Elliot, are you comfortable with your um, Gunners going to Paris to take on PSG?
1: I don't well, think that games, any...
0: that game's right off the bat.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the first fixture. I don't think anything about Arsenal's performance on Saturday bespeaks comfort, Zed. <laughs> um I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. Uh it looks like Koshelney is probably um gonna be fit for it, hopefully. He was in training uh yesterday mm-hmm. and today. Um I mean, he just God—he gets kicked in the head more than anybody else. I swear to God.
1: Well, stop sticking your head where people's feet are. Well, it's literally his that, job to do so. But he like bends over and he like bends over and like gets his head like when it's like heads the ball when it's like waist height.
2: I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not going to blame the victim on this one. But I'm glad to see that he's back in training and will probably be
1: fit for the match. Um,
0: Maybe I mean, it's going to be maybe he just has a kickable face. That too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean obviously he's back and fit for the match because soccer has no head injury laws, so
0: Yeah, concussions. What are those?
2: Oh, they wouldn't happen in a sport where you use your head. Nope. Never.
0: But yeah, Never. I mean PSG, you know, looking at their recent form here to kick things off in in the league, uh oh, hasn't been great. They uh they open up with two wins, yes. But then they lost to Monaco, and then they got a draw here against uh, Saint Etienne in their latest game.
1: Whoa! Yeah. PSG dropping points. They might have to wait till January before they quench the title.
0: Well, that's what happens when you don't have Zlatan.
1: Uh Yeah, I, I, I mean,
2: Arsenal have. Uh, good chance to take all three points from this game, but they could just as easily lose it based on the flat performance that we saw this weekend. I mean, I think that the squad's going to be rotated a significant amount. I'm hoping to see the kashelny mustafi center back pairing again. However, uh, I think that Mustafi slotted in really well uh, in his first game for Arsenal this past weekend. I mean, that was one of the few bright spots um I am w- curious to see if Czech gets arrested and we see Ospina in goal. I think we would have otherwise were it not for the fact that this is, you know, the the biggest game. You could you could argue that this is the biggest game of all, you know, 6 in the group for Arsenal mm-hmm. is away to PSG. So I think that because of that, I'm not 100% certain that it'll be Ospina, but it still may. Um I think especially after his kind of flat game, Artzel may end up finding himself on the bench. Uh, maybe a Wobie will get the start. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. De- we'll definitely rotate the squad, but even with a rotated squad and even with the flat performance on Saturday, I think that Arsenal will have a good chance of taking this because, as Seb always loves to say, that's what happens when you don't have Zlatan. Exactly. It's but, it's, but it sounds uh, like fair, you're though, happy
0: with com- one point.
1: On, uh, yeah. I mean I think you no have league. to be. Of course. Of course yeah. he is. It's yeah. game.
2: I mean, especially in a way game in Europe. You know, like going to the Cavani,
1: Con- Cavani and Di Maria did not start that uh, PSG's most recent league game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think you're gonna get that lucky that they're not gonna be starting in this one. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I mean I will I'll say this that I don't believe that Arsenal have the I don't think that Arsenal will keep a clean sheet in this game, but I think that if they can put it together in a way that they sure as hell did not put it together on Saturday, they could still run out winners or at least get a point. Um, you know, I know that we're not keeping track score predictions for the Champions League because we're not doing all the games, but I'm, I, I think that this one could end up 1-1 or even 2-2. Uh, and those would both be favorable resor- results for Arsenal, but you know we'll see. It could just as easily end up being three-one PSG if we play the toothless attacking football that we did on Saturday.
0: Mm. Then also on Tuesday we got Manchester City taking on Borussia Mönchengladbach at home. Uh, Borussia coming off a three-to-one loss to Freiburg. Um, Thorgan Hazard plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach, and he scored. But you would assume City is going to take a pretty comfortable win at home in this one. No. No? I would Ooh. not. Ooh. No. Okay.
1: I would not. Tell me why. Because I think City are just exhausted from that game on, on Saturday. It, it, you saw it at the end of it. They were, they were dying. They were, they were gassed. They were out of it. Um, they will get Sergio Aguero back. I think Kevin De Bruyne is going to be rested in this game. Because I think Pep is going to be like, oh, it's Bor- it's Borussia Mönchengladbach. We'll we'll beat them no matter what. Um, so I think he's going to rotate the squad a bit. Obviously, Aguero will play. Some other guys will not. I I just think they're they're a very tired team. Now, granted, the guys that were on the bench that didn't play the entire game, uh, that's still a really good squad. Mm-hmm. But I think Borussia Mönchengladbach could come in and do enough to get like a one-one draw. Hmm.
2: I, I don't think that's going to happen, though, because I also think that City have the advantage of Pep Guardiola coming off of his time in the Bundesliga. And so this is a team with which he is very familiar. So while I think that he will rotate the squad, I also think that he's, you know, not going to get caught out underestimating this, this side just you know, based on his familiarity. And so I think that I think City will still run out, you know, probably two nil winners in this game.
1: I mean, I, I, just, I think they have a good chance that and Mönchengladbach has a good chance of coming in, doing enough to get the 1-1 draw. I also think, I also wouldn't be surprised if City like, are up 3-0 with, in the 31st minute.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we'll see. I, I've,
2: I think that Pep's familiarity with the depth of the team also playing at home, I just, I can't pick against, I can't pick City to even drop points in this game.
0: No, I'm with you, Elliot. There. Then Wednesday, Tottenham. Fabian Johnson his... wasn't even in the squad for watching Gladbach's last game. Yeah. No, he was probably
1: rested. So there you go, Fabian Johnson, two goals. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Johnson brace.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Tottenham. They host Monaco. Um, Monaco, current leaders of League One. Ten points in four games. So good for them. So, what Tottenham team will we see here? Are they going to be up to snuff here for the Champions League?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I also think that Poch has got to pick Harry Kane up front, right? With it, having struggled for form at the You're beginning like, of this season this and isn't coming the off game. a goal. No, but like coming off a goal in his last match, it, this seems like a game that you say, okay, you know, you did it in the last game. Do it again in this game.
1: Like five why, form. Why are you even suggesting that he wouldn't be playing his best team? You're playing at home in your first Champions League game in yeah. five. In five, Like the Champions League's not a joke of a competition.
2: No, of and, course.
1: Not. And I mean, in, in 2012, uh, the, the 2011 2012 season, you, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson used to rotate his squad all the time, and United didn't even make it out of the group, and he. He came out and he said, yeah, no, that's on me. He said, you know, the last two years we got through our group really easily. I figured it would be the same way this year, and I took it for granted. You don't – like, look, you rotate your squad when you play at home to the team that came out of pot four, mm-hmm. whoever that is in their group, and you rotate your squad, you know, in the last game when you've already secured qualification in the next round. Otherwise, you just – yeah, your, your best players are going to be playing. Harry Kane's going to be playing. uh O'Reilly is going to be playing. Linnell is going to play because he didn't play on the weekend. I'm just – the question is, what will the atmosphere at Wembley Stadium be like? Now, they did sell Wembley out. Mm-hmm. So – but that'll be – it'll be interesting to see how they do at Wembley as opposed to at White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, because White Hart Lane is a – I mean, Wembley's an amazing place, although I've been to Wembley and not White Hart Lane,
1: but, like –
2: at White Hart Lane, you're you know much more right on top of the pitch, and it's a different atmosphere. They, they, but,
1: acoustically, Wembley's cool, and they and they they make a lot of noise there. But White Hart Lane, you are over, you are like on top of the players. Yeah.
2: It's it, it it's loud, but less intimidating. It strikes me as in mm-hmm. terms of you know being an a wayside coming in there. But we'll we'll see. I mean, I still think that Tottenham. Th- this is a match unlike the City motion Gladbach game that I could see go in either way or you know one of three ways with a draw um, especially considering Monaco's good form and the question mark of home field advantage at Wembley versus White Hart Lane but I still got to give Tottenham the edge now I mean I, I agree Paulie in terms of saying well why wouldn't they pick their best 11 but also as you've said previously you know a lot of Tottenham supporters kvetching about the crowded fixture list, right? And it's like, well, oh, they they love doing, doing that. Yeah, love I know, doing so, that.
1: We still discussion no, of those, are, those are, That's not a Tottenham thing. That's a Tottenham fan thing. Well, yeah, yeah, but
2: I. Well, there there will be some like I don't think that they'll line up exactly the same way that they did in. No, they won't. Dembe- I think
1: Dembele will come into the team. I think. Um, I, I know Lamella is going to come into the team, but, like, they did it right. You know, like, you don't... You know, you won two players here, one two players there. You know, not six changes here and six changes there.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we have Leicester City traveling to uh, Belgium to take on Club Bruges. Uh, Bruges had a rocky start to the pro league season in Belgium. Uh, They're coming off a... Four-game winless streak. Oof, boy, yeah.
2: they've had a worse start than Leicester.
0: Or no, sorry, three game. Uh, they, yeah, they lost to Kortjik, they drew to Standard, and then they lost one nothing to Vaslan Beveren in their le- le- latest game.
2: Yeah, I, this is this is a game that even with Leicester City's struggles domestically, I think that you've got to pick Leicester City to beat Bruges, even away. Damn
1: it, I was just thinking that, and I thought i was crazy for doing so <laughs> no
2: like, i don't i don't think so like
1: i think even though they suck like this game is perfect for them like yeah. you're are expected to just sit back and defend and counterattack that's what they like to do uh, there's literally no pressure on them because it's their first it, it, it's the first champions league game but it's an away game so they're not you know it's not like oh our first champions league game and it's it's in front of our home fans like so like they get to get their feet wet in the champions league by playing an away game there's no pressure on them go out there and, and nick a 2-1 win or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Uh, any other games in the Champions League you're looking forward to? The TV slate is, like, awful.
2: I haven't even checked what's on. What's There's a broadcast. lot of games
1: on TV tomorrow, and, and on Wednesday, Fox, who loves spending a lot of money, on soccer rights only to not show soccer. It will be showing Fox sports. One will be showing like the U S amateur golf semifinals. Oh God. And and then
0: but you can watch games online, right?
1: Yeah. But like, I only have so many online platforms that I can do it. And I got to watch, I got to watch Dortmund go to Warsaw and beat the crap out of them. If they respond from losing
0: to RB Leipzig at the weekend. Mm. Yeah. I'll probably tune into the Juventus Sevilla game. Yeah, that's that's and that game's
1: the one on ESPN. That... that one that one's on, on ESPN the deuce.
2: Yeah. Oh really? They I didn't
1: I didn't know that ESPN
2: had any uh Champions League rights.
1: You know they sub license them from Fox, so they get one group stage game a, a day.
2: Mm-hmm. And oh, then that's
1: they, great. And then all the other ones go on to ESPN three. Mm-hmm. That's ones that are not televised. So so i mm-hmm. Wednesday will be the uh throw on the yellow Shinji Kagawa jersey and rock out with Dortmund.
0: Yeah. Then on Thursday, we have a billion Europa League games, uh, including Manchester and traveling watch to one of them. the Netherlands to take on Feyenoord.
1: I'll watch that one. Marcus Rashford when he goes off.
0: Okay, well, that will wrap things up for this episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. You find me at Seb Noren, Paulie is W. F. A. N. and Elliot is Keats Was better. So we'll be back later in the week to uh, discuss a little bit what happened in the Champions League and the Europa League. Or maybe not the Europa League, depending on when we record. Uh, But definitely the Champions League, and then we'll preview all the action as Match Day 5 kicks off on Friday with a big game between Chelsea and Liverpool. So until then, have a good one. Goodbye.